What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Instant Reaction Podcast. We had to wait a little longer to do this one because the 49ers decided to trade down from 43 to 48. Kyle Posey is with me. What's up, KP? Hey, man. How's it going? That was a little bit of a surprise to see them trade back. But uh, to me, that signals that they planned on trading up in the third round. Okay. See, it's like there's, there's a lot of kind of tentacles I want to get into with this thing. First of all, were you surprised that they traded down? No, just because I imagine they had probably five guys circled at pick number 43, and those five guys weren't available, so they decided to trade down. And this makes sense because you don't have to force a pick, and with that in mind, why not an extra round pick process? That's exactly what happened. First of all, I just want to point out that the 49ers already should have had the Raiders' fourth round pick because John Gruden <laughs> totally tampered yeah. with Richard Sherman. No one seems to care, but it was blatant. They should already have had the pick. But okay, so they trade down. They take Aaron Banks, the guard out of Notre Dame. I don't know anything about Aaron Banks. I can't say I've scouted a lot of college guards, KP. But from what everyone is saying, he's not necessarily the most athletic guy, that, you know, the kind of athletic guard that Kyle Shanahan covets. So Jeff Schwartz, who is the, our resident offensive line expert, had this to say about Notre Dame. Awesome and room to get better. Most physical ability of the three guys draft eligible Notre Dame. When they put him in the lineup in 18, he completely changed the whole intensity of the offensive line in the running game. He's got to clean up some past fundamentals, but he'll kick ass in that system. Enough for me. (laughs) Well, okay. I like that. Um, I noticed a trend. Four of the five teams that have taken a quarterback in the first round have also drafted an offensive lineman over the first two days from what we've seen so far. I like that the Niners are doing that. To me, I wonder when you look at the fact that they got Trey Lance, like, are we going to see a slight change in the offense from the 49ers? Maybe, you know, running a little power at times. I think with Trey Lance, some power, especially in the red zone and the goal line area. Is this a shift maybe from Kyle Shanahan? That is an interesting one because, as you said from the top, at the top, um, Banks is not the most athletically gifted guard. And if that's that's pretty consistent in every scouting report you read. So we know Mike McGlinchey, probably not the most nimble based on his <laughs> pass protection. And then Banks, who's another Notre Dame guy, they would have – so he played left guard. He would have to move to the right guard. And then you have, you know, veterans like Tomlinson, Unicorn, Trent Williams, and Alex Mack is another veteran. So those those three can probably do a little bit of anything. So if you're going to tailor your system to what's on the roster – I imagine adding a little power, adding some more gap scheme plays is not going to be, you know, is not going to change everything for the 49ers. So I like it. Um, and why not? Because, you know, the running backs are fast. And then with that in mind, if you want to use more guys on the move and more pulling offensive linemen, you can run quarterback power and just have quarterback runs with your 225 pound quarterback <laughs> who happens to run a four or five. I, I think it's exactly what the 49ers needed to do. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you had us write like do's and don'ts for the 49ers draft. And my do was take an interior offensive lineman on day two or three. Like they had to do this. Right guard was a consistent problem for the 49ers. And like I said, I don't know Aaron Banks from the dude walking down the street, but clearly the 49ers recognize the need and they've addressed it. And they don't need him to be all world. They just need him to not be a rusty gate. Seriously, just don't just don't give up multiple sacks. Just don't be a sieve up front because in this scenario, they're in a good position because he doesn't have to be a world beater. He doesn't have to be an all pro because he's surrounded by four good players. And I know we just talked about Mike McGlinchey. Mike McGlinchey is a good player. We are always going to give him jabs for his pass protection, but 
let's not act like he's a bad player. So in this instance, Banks just needs to be serviceable. He needs to be competent. If that's the case, the 49ers have a very strong pick in the second round. McGlinchey was pretty happy about it. He tweeted out something. You know, those Notre Dame guys, they stick together. What do you think, you mentioned at the top here, what do you think the 49ers' goal is now with the extra pick they acquired from the Raiders by trading down? Yeah, my my initial read was they want to move up, and I don't know if they have a guy in mind from 102, but with it seems like they have 19 fifth-round picks in this draft, so they have plenty of you know, plenty of ammo to move up in that scenario. So I imagine, you know, it can be a cornerback so they can move up a lot higher probably than they initially had hoped for with this additional fourth round pick. So that's probably another reason. So it, it might be a cornerback. It might be a playmaker, a gadget guy like wide at wide receiver. So what's interesting is we thought that they'd go cornerback and edge rusher. They went quarterback, then it went offensive lineman. Would it surprise you if they kept the offense, you know, if they kept that offensive vibe going and selected a wide receiver in the third round? It wouldn't because I really do think they need one. They don't have a ton of needs with this team, but I do think that, you know, Kendrick Bourne is gone now. Look at the wide receiver room. You've got Debo and Ayuk, obviously. I mean, Jalen Hurd, you you can't just say, oh, we'll just pencil Jalen Hurd in there and he's going to be our third wide receiver. Like, I know they got Sanu and they've got a couple of names. Richie James is like seemingly on the team forever, but they just never want to throw him the damn ball. I think wide receiver would be not surprising at all, although I do think at some point, I know they don't like to do it, but at some point you're going to have to take a damn defensive back. Yeah, man. So we talk about this over and over and over again. It's been nearly two decades since they invested <laughs> a premium pick. So when, it, when we're talking about a premium pick, I mean a top 50 pick. So when we're talking about Aaron Banks, he should be expected to start when you take him at number 48. Like, I don't think that's going out on a limb at all. So the 49ers must not have liked the cornerback options at number 43. And that's probably another reason why they move back. But again, if somebody falls, if they're really high on a guy and he is there, maybe at the, in the middle of the third round or even towards the top of the third round, they have the ammunition to move up for that guy. So it'll be interesting to see where they, what the direction they head in is next. I'm surprised that the one thing I thought they might go at 43, just based on how the board fell, Asante Samuel Jr. was there. And I I just thought something in my head was like, ooh, I know he's not necessarily the kind of guy the Niners go for. To me, he's kind of like, if he plays anything like his dad, kind of a boom and bust, more of a gambling yeah. type of corner. But I just thought like, hey, there's clearly a need at corner. Maybe this is the time they actually do it. But they passed him up and he eventually ended up going to the Chargers, who I think they're having a fantastic draft PS. Yeah. So with Samuel as a diehard Florida state fan who wasted a ton of Saturdays watching their team, which was <laughs> awful and will probably continue to be awful. I never really got the vibe that Samuel was this type of player that people are talking about him. Like, so um, I'm, I'm actually kind of relieved that they did not take him in because I feel like he is small and he is slow. And I know he didn't test like that, but he plays like that. And that matters. And he has an issue with strength and then bigger wide receivers. So in my mind, this was not an issue to pass on Samuel, but there are going to be a few cornerbacks who are, who do have the size that the 49ers do cover and the speed. So I, I imagine that's the direction they go in next, but maybe not. Maybe they're very comfortable with Jason Red and Emmanuel Mosley moving forward and K1 Williams with that in mind, though, they're an injury away from Dante Johnson getting on the field. How <laughs> terrifying is that? Well, and that's the scary thing. It's like, they're they're always an injury away. Like you have to bolster that rank somehow. I mean, it, honestly, I can't say that Jason Brett's going to play 16 games. Like I just, you have to assume he's going to miss at least some time. It seems like they have redundancies built in everywhere across the roster, except at defensive back. 
you cannot argue that. There's no arguing that point at all because the depth might be there, but the depth is there for a reason because the starters have proven that they're going to get hurt. I know that Jason, like I've been, I covered the Chargers before I covered the 49ers. I've been watching Jason Verrett since he came into the league. Phenomenal talent. There's no denying that. But last year was an anomaly. There's no arguing that either because he hasn't played since 2015 before then. To exp- hopefully, I, I imagine the hope is since he's so far removed from the injury, like and now he's another year removed from his injury, the, his body is a lot more healthy and he's going to hold up. But still, that's so much projection. And I don't know if that's something that I would, you know, feel comfortable doing. So I thought maybe if they were to pass on a cornerback in the top two picks, that would be because they signed somebody in free agency. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen, which would kind of pointed to somebody being taken in, you know, the first two picks. Obviously, they went quarterback and offensive line now. So. What's next? Maybe are they leaving the door open for Richard Sherman? Is that a thing? I was literally just about to ask you that. I mean, Sherman himself has recently said, I think he just told Stephen A. Smith that, you know, the door is still open to come back to the 49ers. To me, the only, I mean, look, you know better than I do. You know defensive back play way better than I do. I don't love him as a defensive back anymore, but I love him as a guy that could actually help Trey Lance uh, develop and just, you know, learn a ton. I'm sure Richard Sherman has a ton of knowledge that he could help with Trey Lance. So I don't want to see him lined up on defense, but I would love to see him in our rookie quarterbacks here. Could you imagine after every play or after every practice, Lance meeting with Sherman and them to just, you know, Richard Sherman, just tell him, Hey, work on this. Hey, work on this. Hey, we're going to do this. You went here. Just that type of knowledge is invaluable for a 20-year-old. Like, he is a baby still. So, yeah, that would be awesome. That would be fun. And even for the defense, even for a young defense, like Emmanuel Mosley talked about the value that Richard Sherman had. Jason Verrett said he didn't know how to watch film, how valuable that was, until Richard Sherman told him to. So the game that Sherman gives away is just enough to bring him back on a one-year though. That is an insane thing. Like, think about that. Jason Verrett. Is as good as he is to get to the NFL, high draft pick, and he didn't realize the value of watching film. Like, how good could this guy be now that he's, I don't know, actually studying dudes? Yeah, no, we're starting to see it now because, I mean, last year, the Alex Smith pick wasn't a pick that was like he had to rely on from athleticism. That was a pick that you could tell he saw something in the film room. So, that maybe, maybe that's the reason that. Verrett doesn't have to rely on his athleticism and can be more of a mental thing. And that's why he will maybe protect his body more now as well. So the pick is in for the second round. Niners go interior offensive line with Aaron Banks. Obviously, they're just listening to whatever I say. So that's cool. Like, feel free to keep doing that. 49ers. Uh, KP and I are going to be back when the 49ers make their next pick. We will have the instant reaction for you. Thanks again for listening. Thanks to the thousands of people, by the way, who turned into our live draft show. We really do appreciate that. We always appreciate you giving us some of your time. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Niners Nation Podcast Network. And we'll be talking to you again soon. 